Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and today we have the lovely Beth Scott here, and we have been trying to plan this episode for God knows how long, but we finally got there. Finally got there. Um, you can hear a little bit of a pooch in the background. He's currently sitting on me, so we'll see how long that lasts. Um, but welcome, babe, to the podcast. I feel like we've just tried to plan this for months, literally months. It's been ridiculous. It's been a year in the making, trying yeah. to get a date for both three. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. So, do you want to give us an overview of who Beth Scott is, your competing journey, why you got into fitness, and yeah, we'll basically take it from there. We got like loads, we brainstormed loads, didn't we, before we started the podcast, so we'll roll into that in a second, but I think it's going to be interesting to hear about your background um, and how you got into sport. Okay, so... Um, I've done 10 shows, uh, three federations, I've won three of them, I've placed top two in mm, maybe another three I think, um, I'm a PT, posing coach, uh, online fat loss coach and I've got a degree in physical activity and health. And the reason I got into it, see, I've only really been into this the last, I would say, six years. Really, like, started going to the gym and stuff. Like, I was a total couch potato growing up. So, um, I hate, I didn't do PE at school. I didn't really have any hobbies. I danced. I've got a dance background. But um, that was about it. Uh, I was really overweight as a youngster as well. So, the reason for getting into fitness and stuff like I was quite badly bullied at school for being overweight and then when I left school I wanted to join the police and I just thought I'm not going to be able to pass that sort of fitness test being the size that I'm just now and like the fitness level like I couldn't even run for a bus so um I just started going to the gym and literally when you exercise and eat healthy, the weight falls off you. Like, who knew? <laughs> so I lost a lot of weight really quickly. Um, but because I danced, I had like quite good sort of muscle tone under the fat, which you obviously can't see. So I was quite, I wouldn't go as far to say athletic looking, but, you know, like, as I built on that and I kind of liked that toned look, it just kept me going, it spurred me on. Um, and there was nobody, so I'm from Dundee, which is like really small city. There was nobody doing bodybuilding, definitely no females or anything. And I just thought, hmm, I wonder if I could do that because I'd watched, do you remember when Jodie Marsh did the documentary? Oh my God, yes, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, so she's the one kind of kicked it off on me because I love Jodie Marsh's like says how it is um like just totally shameless animal lover all that stuff and I watched her documentary and I thought I want to do that so she is the inspo <laughs> behind it I think she only did like one show didn't she yeah I think it was just because she made that documentary but she did she did other things and made different documentaries on them it was like she was just trying about everything everything but um yeah and I ended up doing my first show as a junior in W uh, 
UK BFF mm-hmm. and I just did it, I says to Dan like I'm going to do this and I'll just do it once and I just want to take it off my bucket list and just see how I get on and I got second place, I got like 10 girls, my first show and looking at pictures now, my hair's a mess, makeup, oh my god, my tan, I just did it myself. Don't you look at first timers now and just think, damn you, like your first time. Yeah. (laughs) They've got their shit together, whereas I looked like I'd been dragged through a bush backwards. I didn't realise the cost of it. So my bikini was like the cheapest thing. And you could so tell, like I just looked horrendous. And I did think, how did anyone let me go on stage like that when you see the girls now? But we're speaking like five years ago. I feel like the competing, like, girls doing it now, it's only kind of boomed in the last, like, three, four years. Mm. I feel like I was just before the boom. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, and then since then, I was like, oh, I'll do one more. I'll do one more. <laughs> but because I've always done, like, well, I wanted to just see how far I could take it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. You've done PC, you've done UK BFF, you've done PCA, mm-hmm. and you switched into WBFF, which obviously you know, you know I like a bit of WBFF, a bit of a hair flick now and then. Um, so, what was the thought process behind going into WBFF? Because I, if, to be honest, it, when you first like said you were doing it, I wasn't expecting it, um, which is quite cool because I was like, oh, she's like doing something, Joey, I always think it's cool if you do something that no one expects, so what was the form mm. behind going from federations, which are very, I guess, like, strict, um, in terms yep. of posing, bodybuilding, yep. um, into a federation <laughs> which is very freestyle, very, very different, um, what was the thought process? So, I mean, I only did, I was a junior for, uh, UK BFF, got a second, went to the finals, got top 10. But I was quite disappointed with that because I thought, I know I could do better. And then the year after, that's when PCA kind of came on the scene and they did their Scottish show. So I was like, right, I'm going to do that. Um, Won that, did British, got fourth. Mm -hmm. Again, I was aiming for that top three. So I was like, oh, I've just fell short. So... Um, came back again the year after and I kind of thought do you know what I've done Scott the Scottish like I've won it I feel like completed it mate like I've ticked that off the list I wanted to push because as well because there's not a lot of girls competing in Scotland you kind of know each other and I just wanted to go away um, and just meet new people experience something different and do almost like a show that I felt was a level up and that's when I met you at the London show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did that, got second. Off the back of that, I did the British, got second. Then I was invited to do Worlds and got sixth. But I kind of felt at that time like I was getting second, second. You know, like I was just never fitting what they, I was just missing that sort of top spot all the time. And I think for a lot of girls now, because there's so many federations to pick from, if you're doing one and you're never placing, never placing, go and try something else because there will be a fed that you fit. 
and I just feel like I was nearly fit in the PCA mode, but not quite. And their feedback was always really like nitpicky stuff. And I thought, you know what, if I'm not their cup of tea, I'm not going to just persist with it because you kill yourself on prep. Do you know what I mean? I think and you kill yourself as well because it's like, you always, I guess you always walk away being like, what was it this time? What was it this time? Yeah. Um, and it was little things that I thought, oh, I wish I could just turn back time. Like the time that I got second in the British, they says to me, um, your bikini was too distracting. Yeah. Did you go for black again in finals? No, remember I had that red one and it had like floral detail on the strap on the top. And they were like, it just covered you too much. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, oh. And then I wish, like, it's always that, like, shoulda, woulda, coulda stuff. Like, and I feel like you shouldn't live in the past. Like, it is what it is. Things happen for a reason. But if I didn't get knocked back from that all the time, I probably wouldn't have ended up doing WBFF. And I'd done my show as an amateur, the first show in London in November, won that as an amateur. And then um, I just thought, right, this is where I fit. Do you know what I mean? They like my look. Um, I've got a dance background. And I like the whole glitz and the glamour. And you can wear an over-the-top bikini and not get marked down for it. So I just thought, yeah, I fit here. So that's where I have stayed. <laughs> so talk to us about amateur and then going to yep. LA and then going... Yep. European I think that's a very interesting like timeline experience that you kind of went through um, yes it <laughs> and I think from a stage weight perspective as well like the looks that you bought I think it's really really interesting mm. especially when you've been competing for so long you generally yeah. I guess like you generally aim for that certain like stage weight that's kind of mm. the main reference point whereas I guess like it, it was interesting to see from your side like how mm. I guess it kind of pushed you outside of what your kind of framework used to be, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if you want to talk about your experience in LA and yeah, I think there's a lot we could go into, so I'll let you go. Yeah. Okay, so I did, when we did the London show, what month was that, September? Yeah, end of September. Yeah, I was the leanest, most peeled human ever. Like, I was just muscle and skin it was crazy and then two weeks later we had British two weeks later I had worlds and my posing coach at the time had says to me if you're doing WBFF next week you're going to need to fill the fuck out because they like this fuller look so like then my I says that to my coach I'd fed that back and he's like right get ordering the dominoes cinnamon rolls let's do this <laughs> let's fill out and I was like oh so I went into the WBFF show. So I did those four peak weeks back to back to back, like a week in between. It was, it wasn't actually that bad, but I think by that time, your head's just gone. You're like just going with the flow. Like how, um, sorry, how was you coping with like the hair removal tan situation? Okay. So I've heard you speak about this on podcasts a lot, like girls that are doing back to back. I, so we've only got a shower in me and Dan's house, so I was going to my mum's and soaking in the bath with like the hottest, soapiest water ever, uh, exfoliating gloves on, and then you soak the exfoliating gloves in 
like a really creamy bath cream or like a shower gel and I was I would lie in the bath for half an hour let that open all your pores and then literally scrub 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 I was probably like bullied in half the time you're burning um, a good amount of calories as well while you're exfoliating I don't know about you when I'm like on prep skin prep feels like cardio I'm like yeah I'm so tired a little tip for that if your skin is moisturized really deeply moisturized it will hold your tan really nice but i'll also let you scrub it off because if it's dry it's just going to stick yeah so it was just a lot of moisturizer and a lot of shower gel and a lot of hot baths but we got there <laughs> what, about um, what about what my hair all right, so I actually have laser hair removal, so I am like a dolphin. <laughs> I have no hair, um, but yeah, that's a little tip as well, because obviously shaving and waxing, you get a lot of rashes and stuff. So I've, I had laser hair removal um, years ago, and you just kind of top it up, but what that does is kill the hair at the root, it kills the follicle, so it never grows back. I need that in my life. Do, do, yeah. Do you get in like your bikini area? <clears throat> Everywhere. Gone. It hurt like a bitch. Oh, insanely sore. <laughs> yeah. But, but I find waxing excruciating. True. So it just feels the same as a wax, but you know you don't have to go back in four weeks. Like that's it gone. Do you know what I mean? That's true. That's true. To be fair, I found my waxing. If I wax at certain times, like my period, it hurts so much more. Oh yeah. It's so I try plan it like in between my cycle, like halfway through my cycle. That's usually like yep. my point where I'm like, I'm not gonna be crying. Be like, uh, I'm fine, uh, I'm fine. I'm an action. I'm just like, no, this hurts too much. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a, it's more expensive than waxing, but then you don't need to pay for that wax every four weeks. Like I'm saying, you just pay for laser. Like, I don't know. It depends how dark your hair is, how like coarse your hair is, and stuff as well. So yeah. I've maybe had like ten laser sessions, and I probably won't need to go back. That's good. That's me for life, man. <laughs> because long term as well, I can imagine, even though it seems a bit more expensive, long term, mm. you'll think about the rest of your life, is actually yeah. going to be that. Yeah, like, I'll never need to wax or shave again. That's so good. That's I know. So, good. so <laughs> between talking about peak to peak, back to back weeks, how it's always So your WBFF in LA, I really want to touch on that, um, because it was something... Yeah from the vibes that I got from you obviously for Instagram as well I think it was a big learning curve and I just kind of wanted to ask yeah. you like how like how LA was um mm -hmm. what the highs were what the lows were as well and I guess kind of yeah. like because you weren't planning 100% on doing that European show your last one um and I think that's something that some girls they struggle with especially if they've been knocked down um yeah question whether it's for them they question the federation they question everything um so yeah don't know if you want to touch on that a little bit yeah so sorry we went off on a tangent there speaking about hair removal <laughs> so good, so, good. <laughs> yeah so i did that november show filled out blah 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 after all my dominoes and whatnot and um my feedback was like we really like your look like your stage presence all that stuff 
but you're just on that borderline of being too lean. Mm -hmm. So I was like, right, okay. So I fed that back to my coach. Um, but off the back of doing November, I was just on this high, like buzzing, especially because the week before I'd got six in worlds. And I know that's an amazing achievement, but see at the time I was like, I want a top five, I want a top five. And again, it was just narrowly missing that, what I'd set myself in my head. So when I won the WBFF, I was just on this high. I was like, I want to do the next show coming up, pro debut, LA. Oh my God, it'll be so glamorous. Like I was just, I think I was just running away with myself and my coach had to like rein me in and be like, look, you've just done four shows back to back. Think about your health. Think about like, basically he was right. But I was like, nope, want to do it. Come on, let's do it. We're doing it. So we, I had, so that, the amateur show was November. We took December off. And then I got right back on prep January. And that was tough because you've got the Christmas weight gain and all this stuff. So I prepped January and went away in April. Um, Darren couldn't get it off work. So I had to go solo. 16 hour flight in a, city I've never been before <laughs> like honestly it was just and I can't believe looking back now I'm like I can't believe I done that I drove myself to the airport I didn't get lost I managed to get on the flight because that's just me all over like honestly so um that was a stressful one as well so because I had a sponsor that was going to give me a lot of money and last minute pulled out so I wasn't going to do the show this was like three weeks out I was freaking out I thought I've prepped all this time I've sacrificed all these months like I've missed out on things from my friends blah 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 um, and I was just freaking out and Darren was like look I'll give you the money I will sponsor you go and do it because like you've been going on about it every freaking day so um yeah he's really really supportive which is good so I went away done it now, I was comparing the London amateur show and I just thought it would be like that, which is really stupid to think that. But there was, what, eight to 10 girls in my class at the London amateur. So when I showed up at LA and I was with Sophie and she says, I just, I don't know how many people are in your class and she went, oh, I think 14, 15, because she's fitness. So I just assumed, I would be the same and she went oh no there's 48 in your class Both. and I was like I was like haha so there is and she went no there's 48 in your class I've just seen the sheet of names and that was like somebody had let the air out a balloon like I just deflated I was like you are joking me because I don't take losing well. <laughs> I was like, I've got no chance here. And when we were backstage, I was just looking at everybody with their huge bums and their big shapely thighs. And I just came in, tooling again, this wee scrawny thing. I was like, oh my God, I've got no chance. Um, and I was really stressed out that show because my hair and makeup had to get redone. I hated it. And see, when you don't look good, you don't feel good. Like, I thought, nope, I don't like it. And 
I thought I could do this better myself, but as you know, it's mandatory, you need to use their beauty services. So I was like, oh, I hate the way I look. Like, I just wasn't looking my best. And then the time difference is like a crazy amount of time. Like me and Sophie were up at like three in the morning, LA time or whatever it was, because that would be the UK time to get up in the morning. So you had all of that, like, you know how much sleep affects your physique as well, like lack of sleep, everything, and then you're worried, you're stressed, cortisol, blah, blah, blah. So I just didn't look sharp. And when I seen my stage photos, I was like, nah, I'm not happy with that. Um, And because I've done that many shows now, I know how they work. So when you're all at the back of the stage and they were calling out girls, calling out girls, and I was left standing at the back, I thought, I've come all this way for what I thought at the time, nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then because you do your two rounds, so you're judging round as your bikini, you go away, and then when you do your evening wear round, they've already made their decision. That's just sort of a presentation round. Um, And I was backstage and I said to Sophie, I'm not even going on. I'm not putting my dress on. I know I've not got anything, blah, blah. And she says to me, would you fucking cheer up? Because she got a call out. So we knew that she'd got top five somewhere. Mm. And I thought, do you know what? I'm being a bit of a brat. And this is her experience as well. And I don't want to like let my bad vibes bring her down because she's probably going to place here. So put on a brave face. Don't be a sore loser. But um yeah, I never, I never got anything, and I was just so deflated. I thought I've prepped for this, I've sacrificed for this. I spent a shitload of money on that show, um, and then I turned around and says to my coach, "Right, we're doing one more," and he's like, "Beth, would you take a break?" And I was like, "I know I can do better than that. I know I didn't look my best." Like, nope, I, and I just, it's so weird. It's like what I was saying to you about this gut feeling. I was like, I need to do November. I've got this feeling, I need to do it. And he's like, nope, not doing it. He was like, but this was when I was still in LA. Like, we're doing another show. And he was like, look, come home, have like a couple of weeks off, chill out, get your head sorted, then talk to me when you're not totally raging that you didn't get a call out. Mm. So I was like, right, but, I'm so stubborn, like if I get something in my head, I'm doing it. And I was actually scared to say, um, we're prepping again, by the way. <laughs> but I got to like the 16 week out mark and thought, I'll need to tell him that I'm doing this show because I am doing it. So he says to me, he was like, I wouldn't advise it, but if you want to do it, we'll do it. So prep started for that. Um, and but I'd had that summer off, so between April, LA, and then prep for November started in like end of the summer. I want to say end of July. Um, over that time, because I was so lean and I didn't really reverse diet properly, I was just kind of that fuck it mentality. I've just done four shows back to back that year, that show, and it was kind of drumming in my sorrows and pastry and chocolate and whatever so um I'd put on not a lot of weight but for me it was a lot like I was in a heavier starting position than I was previously but I thought it's fine I've lost the weight before I've got down to stage weight on time I could do it again but this time it was like my body had just said no 
I've had enough of you dieting me within an inch of my life. We're not doing it. And I'm like, come on. And because I'm a natural athlete as well, like, that is tough. Because when things aren't moving, the steps had to go up, the calories had to come right down. Like, I ended that prep on 800 calories a day. 20,000 steps a day. Jesus. Yeah, four lots of uh, 40 minutes cardio, either Stairmaster or the cross trainer. I was fucked. But it's so weird because you've seen my photo comparisons. I am, that is the heaviest stage weight I've ever been. That's like where I, like when I started the gym years ago when I never had as much muscle mass as I do now, that was my sort of normal weight. I think I was about, what, eight and a half stone? And the year previous, I'd been seven stone two. Wow. So, yeah, it's like a, a stone difference. Yeah, you've put on muscle, but you've not put on a stone of muscle. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I was carrying a lot more body fat. But in my head, I was comparing my look to what I'd looked like previously. And I was like... You know what you get like on prep. Oh my God, I'm chubby. Oh my God, I'm chubby. And I went into that show and people had said to me, oh, you know, it's a shame you didn't prep for longer because you might have come in leaner and stuff like that. So it just kind of, I had no expectations. But again, I thought I've prepped. I'm here now. I've spent a shitload of money. I've bought this beautiful bikini. I'm just going to enjoy it because it says to Darren, if I don't place this time, that's it because they didn't like me in LA. If they don't like me now, it's just not meant for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I've done it for like, what, four or five years now. So I thought, like, that's it. It's, it I'll naturally come to an end if they don't like me. So I went into the show and I won the pro show. Now, don't ask me how, because it still boggles my mind. <laughs> I'm like, the heaviest stage weight I've ever been and you like that. So. Yeah, that just shows though, like for me, I didn't get places until I was at my heaviest. I think there's, it's so difficult <laughs> to figure out how lean you need to get out of the beauty these days. I think it's yep. so hard. Um, mm -hmm. Because one moment, they want the lean look, the next time yep. they don't. WBFF, I'd say purely, is kind of in this realm as well at Mary Pro. Mm -hmm. generally obviously this is a very big generalization but like the stage weight like they don't want you coming in like bodybuilding lean and i think that is hard yeah. when you're kind of yeah. build into you if that makes sense yeah um mm -hmm. but i'm not surprised like you look mega you looked insane but it's cool that mm -hmm. you were able i guess to even though you knew you were a heavier stage weight but like fuck it and actually go into it like when you were backstage looking at other people um did you kind of still think, oh, I don't think I've hit this? Oh, yeah. I, they called my name and I walked forward and didn't know what they were calling my name for. <laughs> they were calling my name because I'd won, but I just walked forward thinking, oh, I must have made top 10. Because you're just in that, like, yeah. it's such an, like, outer body experience because your adrenaline's going, your emotions going, like... And you're absolutely shattered because they do a night show. So it's probably half asleep as well. Um, so it was just like there was a girl. I, I don't know her second name, but she's on Instagram as Russia Life. And she was on their poster and they kept sharing like 
her photos for promotion on Instagram, and she is a babe. Like, I mean, mega babe. And I thought, I said to everybody, I was like, she's got this, she's got this. And I went up to her backstage, and I was like, I've been stalking you on Instagram for, like, months. I was like, you look phenomenal. I was I think you'll do really well here, blah, blah, blah. So they called her name for, um, because you could win, like, the best evening wear thing. So they called her name, uh, and I just thought that was them starting calling up like first, second, third, because I was like that. I was not really, I was just spaced out. Like I just couldn't believe this experience. Um, and yeah, they called me to win, and I just thought. So even there's like you can buy the video after, and my reaction, I kind of just walk forward with a straight face because I'm not aware of what's going on, and people were like. Oh my god, if that was me, I would have been sobbing. And I was like, yeah, but mate, I had no idea what was going on. And then they put the crown on my head, and that's when I started crying because I was like, holy shit, like this is crazy. And I think it's crazy as well. Like I kept saying to people, I'm just like a normal person. Like I've got a normal job like everybody else. I live in a and at home with my cats. Like I just chill out half the time. And these people are like full time models like they get paid and I've just won over them I just could not comprehend what had just happened I was like is this a wind up this is crazy <laughs> it's like actually this is just all for show like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're being but punk I still I had the same thing around me pro because bikini didn't get a call out um and then miss model they put you all out like together so I thought I ain't got this I was like but I've had a wicked day so whatever who cares I remember like my number being 27. And they said 27, Jasmine Jeffrey. I looked down and I went, That's oh, me. Number. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's mad, I know. But I think it yeah. is difficult with, when you, I think if, if anyone is going into the more like fitnessy fashion sort of federations, mm. it is hard. I think in some respects it is harder because you don't, because this, you're so creative with your expression and your posing. Like mm. it, it's hard to be like, right, this is the formula, that's it. Generally speaking, if you go for other ones, other federations, like more bodybuilding style, yeah. I tend to see that there are certain like set trends, set criteria. Yeah. When you yeah. look at the fitness and fashion ones, mm-hmm. it does kind of, I think a lot of it does come down to that stage presence and that confidence as well. Um, yeah. What was the difference that you find between doing the posing for WBFF and the bodybuilding mm-hmm. style? Because I've, obviously, as many of you girls will know, I switched from uh, PCA to bros and then did Mammy Pro at the end. Um, and mm. I, everyone's like, oh, I don't know how you like switch your pros in so quickly. Um, mm. And I personally found as long as your, your, my bottom half didn't really change that much. It was more mm. my upper body. Um, mm. I don't know what your experiences were with that um, and any advice that you've got for people listening as well, if they are considering, like say they've been, they've done like bodybuilding shows or they've been taught a bodybuilding style posing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then you just switch into something which is a bit more freestyle, like Mami Pro, purely, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, like, what would you advise people and how did you find that transition as well? Um, I think if you're a little bit stiffer and you've not got a dance background, doing your typical bodybuilding shows would probably suit you because it's just like front, side, back, side. A lot of them as well they're not like yes your transitions need to be smooth you want to still make that look 
pose. You don't want to totally come like let your shoulders drop and your bum dip and all this. Mm. But whereas your WBFF, your Miami Pro, your Pure Elite, all these feds, it's like there's not mandatory as such. Like when I did my eye walk, so because I didn't lean out in my glutes for WBFF, I didn't do a back pose. Mm-hmm. But that like you don't need to there's no mandatory and because I've got a dance background as well and most of the other girls do you can tell who it flows with and who it doesn't because I'll say to people like I wasn't I don't think I had the best or the leanest or whatever physique in my class in November but it was my posing because I just practiced, practiced, practiced. I watched loads of videos on YouTube of, right, who's won before? Who did they like? Chloe Francis that won it the year before me, she was very like, everything was dead slow. And she was just like, look at me. I am working it. I am owning it. So I was like, right, that's the vibe they like because she won. That's the vibe I'm going to go with. And that's what I did. And it worked. So I would say, do your research and like what I was saying earlier, see where your physique fits and then see where you fit in terms of, because with your fitness fashion models, you do need to be very extra, very, like, if you're not confident, you need to fake that confidence. So if you're somebody that's quite shy, maybe a wee bit stiff, maybe give yourself a couple of other shows first hire a good posing coach and then try your sort of fitness ones because like that, I I don't think I had the best physique, but I did win that, I feel, on my posing. Yeah, and I started with bodyboarding and I think it does kind of, I guess it teaches you more like the foundations and the fundamentals. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I think without having those foundations, I was in my moment, which was, was like insane. I feel like she yeah. gave such great foundation. She gave me that catalog that mm-hmm. once I kind of felt a bit more comfortable with the stage, I kind of knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was just little tweaks for two rows. Yeah. Little yeah. tweaks for row. And cool. now with, like, I did like a little bit of dance when I was younger, but I kid you not, I got kicked out of ballet because I wasn't elegant. <laughs> that was actually, <laughs> as I got told, brutal. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't got the crazy amount of dance, like craziest dance background, but because I've learned those fundamentals in bodybuilding, yeah. I felt like I was able to kind of churn it and tweak it into something yeah. Maui mm-hmm. Pro style. Um, well, like with, with the PCA shows and stuff that I did, it teaches you like how to twist to make your waist look tiny and how to like you sit in your lap so your shoulders look bigger and this and that and all those like you're saying those little points that you learn there you apply that uh, so that when you do other federations you still know right if I twist and then I need to arch my back and do this and my bum looks bigger and my shoulders look bigger so yeah it is really handy I think to have a background in that definitely yeah 100% isn't it interesting as well when we first started, particularly yourself, mm. like you weren't allowed to go for federations. There wasn't any other federations. It was literally no. go for X federation and that is it. And I think that's yeah. the cool thing now is that mm-hmm. you can tweak and try so yeah. many ones. Um, mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that, I, I wouldn't have probably placed, to be honest. Um, so no, it is good. It is really, really good. So what are your plans for mm-hmm. going forward then? 
what is the plan? Oh, the internet's gone unstable. No, stop that computer. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. I can hear you. I've got you What's the plan for going forward then? Uh, so going forward, so we get married this year. E. So that is the biggest show of them all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be eye walking down that aisle with my sash and my crown on, bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we get married in October. So, and people are like, oh, you're not competing. Like, you could just do it and you don't die in the process. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the stage. I would have, but because I can only compete in pro shows now, there was an April one, but I feel like I've done LA. I wouldn't do that again. Um, Australia is in, like, August. I am not flying there on my own. <laughs> and then you've got... Um, What's the other one? Uh, I think London, November. But if I get married in October, that would mean me having to be on prep while on my wedding day, eating it with Tupperware. Like, it's not happening. No. So, and I think body just needed a rest. Like, I have not taken an off season. The longest I took off is about three months, which I would not recommend for anybody listening. But that was just me because I get so excited and carried away with myself. But it has impacted my health. So you do need to like take time off, recuperate, recharge the batteries, and also build a bit of muscle because I, I'm quite, I don't know, yeah, maybe lucky is the word, but I do put on muscle quite quick. So between shows, I have looked different, I have made improvements, but then I think, right, if I take a year off because I'm wanting to do Worlds next year, and I'm wanting to come back with a bang, baby. And it's rumoured to be Vegas, which is on the bucket list. So this is a win-win, if it is. <laughs> that's words, that's words. They haven't said Vegas in the one, have they, so? Um, I think it was, so last year was Bahamas, this year is Bahamas. I think the year before last was Vegas, and then before that it was London. Um. But yeah, I'm hoping it's somewhere where I could get a holiday with it as well and I'll be nice and shredded for walking out the pool. <laughs> Why not? Sounds good. Yeah. So we spoke about before, like we chat kind of like as and when, don't we? Um, when we both get time. But we've, you've mentioned before about manifesting what you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. mindset, as you all know, is very important. Um, yeah. I think when you are on that stage, your confidence, I think you, when you're on stage, you have that kind of like fight or, what's it called, fight or flight sort of response. Yeah. And I mm -hmm. think it just kind of really, it kind of directly points a gun at your subconscious and your conscious mind being like, do you believe in yourself? Do you believe yeah. in yourself? Yeah. That's personally yeah. And you can tell the people when they really are doubting themselves and the ones that yeah. really are competitive. And you can tell at the same time the ones mm -hmm. that are kind of like there for like just fun, they really... They not take themselves seriously. Um, yeah. I think the body, the body language you have can actually play quite a lot. So, like, what certain things? Obviously, between LA and November, that was quite mm -hmm. a testing time for you. Your calories weren't really low. Your cardio mm -hmm. was really high. I don't know how you did it with your time, like with your job and everything you got going on. But mm -hmm. from a mindset perspective, what was it? Like, what certain things did you consciously do to be like, right? I need to get myself into the right frame of mind for this. Or I am just going to crumble. I am going to let my self-doubt completely eat away at me. And that, obviously, when you are on prep, that's not mm -hmm. what you want to be doing. 
Um, mm. What sort of things have you learned along the way, and in particular between that LA show and that November yeah. show? So I think just being humble is huge. Like, because, like I say, I've always done well and I've always placed, and then I won the amateur. So I went into my first pro show thinking, oh, well, I'll probably do well here as well. And then I think when you don't do well, like, that just floored me. I just thought, I'm a failure, I give up, I'm not doing this, you know. I just think there's always going to be somebody better than you. So don't ever get ahead of the game. Be humble. Work as hard as you can. Um, there's a quote, it's like, work, what is it? Work like you've never lost, practice like you've never won or something. Similar, like yeah. No, it's probably not even that. But, <laughs> but yeah, and I just think that's so true because even the sort of, like, your Lauren Simpson and your Hattie Boydell and Rachel Dillon, all these people, they're still training hard. They're at the top of their game, but they're still training because they're, they know that somebody's coming up, you know, like, the next up and coming. So I just think be really humble and, yeah, just train like train I always had in my head like if I had say five minutes of cardio left and I thought oh, I can't be bothered and I wanted to stop I'd think well maybe the girl standing next to me did that extra five minutes so I'm gonna do that like it was just always like pushing myself all the time but I think between early and November it's like I think that was meant it was meant to be I was meant to get knocked down because between April and November, I trained so hard. I never had one calorie over my daily intake. I never had one gram over my oats. Like I was just laser focused because I was like, I am not disappointing myself again. I don't care about anybody else. I'm not disappointing myself. And because I'm so stubborn and from when I was wee and like my dad used to send me to like, all these little sports camps and stuff. And I used to come home, he'd go, how did you go on today? And I'd go, oh, I didn't win. I didn't get picked for the team. And he would say to me, it's not the taking part that counts, it's the winning. <laughs> and you know how else's parent tells them the opposite? Like, it's not the winning, it's the taking part. And then that's always just been in my head. My dad saying to me, you're in it to win it. Why would you take part if you didn't want that top spot? Do you know what I mean? So that was always, I know that's a really terrible bit of advice because it is fun. Like your shows are so much fun, the people you meet backstage. But if I'm doing it, I'm in it to win it, girls. <laughs> but um, yeah, mindset is huge in terms of like, you just, it's like that. Um, people always say, remember your why. Like, why are you doing this? So when your calories are low, your energy is non-existent, I've sat on the gym floor and cried, like for no reason. Like maybe I was waiting on a machine and somebody's took it and I've just burst up crying because your emotions are just right on the surface all the time because your estrogen is just all a pop. Yeah. And it's like, remember why you are doing this, you know? And I think that from all my experiences of competing myself and being in the depths of prep, when I've got girls that are now on like fat loss plans that I coach and they're like, oh, my goldfish died, so I just ordered a pizza. It's like, I always say to them, there's a lot of things in life that you can't control. 
but what you put in your mouth or what like exercise you do you can control that so like use that to your advantage and harness that and okay my life's crazy and all this stuff's going on and I can't control like external things but I can control myself and like that my work was crazy I prepped um the whole time I was at uni for four years I was constantly on a diet I did my dissertation submitted it one week and was on stage like three weeks later but I was so in control of and it just becomes routine when you prep back to back to back your meal prep you do it really quick you know that you're taking that Tupperware to work it's just what I'm trying to say the, like the more you practice it the easier it gets yeah. so yeah I don't know if I answered your question <laughs> and a little bit more which is awesome but how do, like you have such a crazy schedule and a lot of people do what sort of I guess time management things like surely something has to give I always think like doesn't we all yes we all have 24 hours in a day but we want to get as much sleep as we can there are certain like fundamentals that you've got when you haven't got once that's kind of nailed and you've got this excess time but that's kind of taken up as well like how do you make sure things get done prioritize properly but at the same mm -hmm. time about driving yourself crazy thinking that you're not doing everything you know what i mean it's like i think it's really hard and i think sometimes you can feel like you're in conflict like i get this sometimes yeah. um myself so yeah what sort of like advice would you give basically for myself and for other people as well <laughs> <laughs> like don't get me wrong i feel like i've only really found the balance in the last sort of nine months it takes a lot of trial and error stuff so like when I was first setting up my business three years ago because you start with zero clients I was working around the clock if somebody was messaging me at midnight for an inquiry like that message was there I would answer quickly because I was trying to be like good customer service replying to people promptly all this stuff um if I gave myself a day off and the working days that I had if somebody wanted a session and couldn't make that and they'd be like oh do you work a Saturday morning and I'd go yeah okay like you know so I was just crazy crazy I was just trying to build my business I was just and I ended up just burning out yeah. as you'll know because you've got a lot of things going on as well you've got um your own business and your own job and then like family life and gym like same as me like it's just crazy but in the last kind of year I've been like, right, I'm only answering mails between this time and this time. And I'm only doing, um, like if somebody inquires about a plan, I have one day a week that I will do, just sit on my laptop and write plans and email them out. And then I ask all the girls to check in on one day. So all that's answered. So everything's so organized now. And I feel like um, a big thing that, I've kind of used to its advantage as, um, like if somebody messages you, you know how you could save a reply? So like saved replies is like quick, you just churn them out like, cause it's usually like, hi Beth, could you send me details of your packages? So I've got the packages saved as a reply, one click away. Instead of before, I was like writing paragraphs and paragraphs to every single person. It took up so much of my time. So now I feel like I'm in a really good, balanced place when it's at the weekend I could switch off and all the mails that are pinging through to my phone that's fine you could wait till Monday morning 
do you know what I mean? Whereas before, I would be like, oh, a notification, I need to get rid of that, you know? So, yeah, it's just, and as well, my coach is really big on, like, sleep, recovery, time for you. Um, so, yeah, when I have a day off, I will not set an alarm. I will just sleep until, like, half eight, nine o'clock in the morning because I know my body is needing that because I'm up at half six every other day of the week. So, yeah, self-care, very important. Self-care is so hard, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. it's the one that always kind of, it's, easy, oh, it's the first one to kind of leave, isn't it? Leave to kind of yeah. And I completely revive on everything you just mentioned there. Because when you do first start a business, and I still kind of am in it now to a certain degree, it's like you just always want to make sure like you're available. And mm-hmm. even though that's great and the intentions are there, especially yeah. when you are prepping, uh, which in fact, even if you are prepping or off season, like you've got to, Fill up, you fill up your own tank basically and sometimes it's learning yep. the difference I'm finding between things that are urgent as in a girl's got to show a company's letter down again I need to get on this quickly yeah. to a general yeah. it's not a case I won't reply to it I always do but I mm. think it's those little distinctions and I start to have a little bit of a cut-off point now it's like right usually it's about eight o'clock I'm like right that's it Sometimes if I yeah. don't feel well, if I'm feeling a bit run down, I'll be like, right, six o'clock, that's it. Yeah. It's putting those boundaries in place, I do think helps you to yeah. have a better, to mentally feel better. And your physique is going to look better as well. I think stress, I'm learning as well. Like the amount of differences I see in my own physique now, when I push it too far, it's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's mad how the body will respond to if you're feeling stressed or not getting enough sleep or not looking at yourself. Totally. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Also, I just love Joe. Every time I have um someone on the podcast that has an accent, everyone loves it. So I'm excited. Well, this is my normal voice, as you know. I've got a very sore throat, so I yeah. probably sound sexier than normal. But <laughs> 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 my God. Voice. <laughs> like a side hustle on the phone um but i'm the same as well i've got a really rough robot guys if i sound yeah. really creepy this isn't how Do I you see know it. when i went to la nobody understood a word yeah. and i don't think my accent's that like you could tell i'm scottish but i'm not like speaking gaelic do you know what i mean <laughs> same when i do the london shows because wbff the, the European is held in London. People come from all over. And when you're backstage, like, WBFF's one of the best shows I've done for, like, mingling and everybody being friendly. But it doesn't help. Nobody knows a fucking word that I'm saying. So. <laughs> but this year, I actually took down, because I was trying to be, um, I just thought it would be cute, because there was a lot of girls that had been speaking on Instagram, and they were coming from far and wide. And I brought down tins of iron brew and Scottish tablet and Scottish fudge. And I was just like giving them out to all the competitors backstage. And they were like, what the fuck is this? I was like, tablet. And they were like, this girl, she was like, what is it? And I says, it's Scottish tablet. She went, is it just a bar of sugar? And I was like, pretty much. Yeah, that's what we get. And then she went to eat it before she went on. I was like, no, it's sugar. I was like, oh my God, I'm not trying to sabotage you. That's for after. <laughs> so, uh, how long do the WBFF days kind of run? Oh, wow. So, uh, the night before, the Friday night, 
Um, athlete meeting is a good couple of hours, but it's so different from doing PCA because PCA, you rock up and you look like a hobbit and you're in like, you're the baggiest joggers, you've got your hair in a bun, you're stink because you're tan and like you obviously can't wear deodorant, but everybody stinks, so it's fine. Whereas your WBFF, you get your top coat, which is just a really light coat, and then you get um, all dressed up, totally glam, and you all sit in this conference room, there's teas and coffees, everybody's mingling, there's a photographer going about, and like I take Darren, because it's encouraged, like bring your partners, because it's meant to be this very prestigious event, but it's so much fun, um, and then you actually wash that top coat off later that night, and then you get um, your second coat the next morning. And hair and makeup kind of starts from 9 a.m. Um, and then show starts at half five, six o'clock at night. Um, and then bikini, my class, is the last class on. And it's honestly about half 11 at night. Really? Because I'm sure they have an interval as well. And the classes are big. There's a lot, a lot of girls. So, and guys as well. And it's big, big classes. And they're really good for letting everybody have their time. Like, they don't rush you. Um, and if they did try to rush you, the girls don't listen anyway. You see them, they're still at the front flicking their hair and the guy's calling the next one and they're like, nope, bitch, this is my moment. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really good. But what happens is, as well, if your class has been on for the second round and the results have been said and everything, everybody starts leaving backstage so by the time I came off and I had my crown and massage, I was like, ah, and there was no one backstage. I was the only one. So I grabbed the photographer and I was like, look at me. And he was like, who are you? <laughs> so I was getting selfies with him. But the other annoying thing about doing a night show as well is there is no food places open. True. So I ended up uh, empty stomach because you don't eat all day. You maybe have like a couple of rice cakes and some jam. Uh, went back to the hotel and WBFF have an after party in the hotel uh, because they have a host hotel and it's mandatory you stay there. Uh, they open the bar later on. So I was having like um, cocktails on an empty stomach. I think I had one and Dan was like, right, you're quite pissed, calm down. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the hotel bar with my crown on like, bow down, bitches. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> So what's it like, like, you mentioned about that pre, that day before your show, is that not yeah. really difficult? Because you've got, you've got, so you have to put, you put your tan on, mm. but you don't wash it off. So it's going to yeah. start like, marking. you don't want to like, I'm just thinking like, when you, as soon as my tan goes on the, the night before, I'm like walking as if no one touched me, I can't do anything. Is that not really hard? Because you've got to do, put your hair down. <coughs> makeup on got to take your makeup off and then it's got tan on like how do you navigate that do you know what i thought that as well but their tan isn't like pca tan that is like tar it is like thick mm. um it doesn't like when you put your clothes on it doesn't mark it's so weird but when we got um like yeah you've got your full face to makeup on and stuff so what i was doing was just getting is it the micellar water and like the cotton pads? Mm -hmm. And I was just giving my face like a really good cleanse with that and then getting a hand towel and just sort of wiping water on it without it dripping on you. But um, I mean, they touch it up the next day. Um, 
because you get your tan done, like if you're tanning appointments nine in the morning and you're not going on till 7 p.m., like you're going to have marks under your arms, um, but they don't put tan on top. They've got like this, it's almost like a bronzer. Um, and there's a girl right before you go on and she just sticks bronzer on your underarms and you're good to go. And it's honestly, like, I don't know how it works, but everybody's tan is flawless. They're really, really, they look after you because it's in their best interest. You're their athlete. They don't want you going on with cheeky tan. Mm. So they look after you. It's good. Oh, sorry, my dog's going off on one. Great time. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> so is, is the tan for WV, it's not as dark, is it? It's called Angel Tan, and it's their own blend, if you want to call it. So, yeah, I love their colour of tan. You glow. It's so nice. And it doesn't stink. And when you wash it off, it's not, like, you know, if you do a PCA show and then you go in the shower after, it's like Marmite is dripping off your body. <laughs> it's not like that. It's just like a normal spray tan for a night out. It's just a little bit more light reflective. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So if you could give five tips for someone that wants to go into a fitness fashion mm -hmm. type federation, mm -hmm. what would you advise? As an um, so first of all, I would say they are more expensive and you can't, you can do them on a budget, but like I know you've spoke about before, PCA or whatever shot was, you made your own suit and stuff like that. Yes, you can do that, but I just, I never have. I think it's so much on presentation. You need to be wow. So if you do want to do that, start saving, start budgeting. Like when I did it, because it's so expensive, I paid something every month. So, and I was paying my bikini up like £100 a month. And then I paid tan one month, hotel the next month, travel the next month. Um, because those shows are a lot of money. Um, and then if you do your international shows, you've got your flights, you need to add your luggage. Like, it is super expensive. So, yeah, think about the money side of things first. I would also think about just what we were saying earlier on, are you going to fit there? You might not know until you try, which is fine, but um, definitely do your research. Like I was saying, I watched so many YouTube uh, like I was just typing in the shows and watching the whole show and I would do that when I was uh, doing my cardio I would just watch like 45 minutes of quarter tons <laughs> um, what else just I know like because I'm self-employed I've got the luxury that I can take like the Friday Monday off but if you work a nine to five or a shift worker it might not be as easy for you to say by the way I'm going to LA or Vegas or London or wherever to compete and I need a week off you know so thinking about that um you don't necessarily need a coach that's in the in crowd of the federation I do think it helps although my coach isn't so because I've heard a lot of things like oh it's a setup and you need to be in with the in crowd and you need to use their bikini designer their posing coach their um, prep coach I used none of them and I won so I just think it's luck of the draw really it's just if they like you on the day and that's it um so yeah do your research for coaches as well and as well like what we we're saying because WVFF you do need to come in a little bit fuller if your coach that you're with now 
hasn't experienced prepping somebody for that kind of look or if you've not got a coach and you're looking for one see if they've done fitness and fashion sort of clients before you um, so they're not getting you shredded and then you step on stage to do wellness and you're like a cheese string do you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that you just like like x so you just, I don't know what word's gonna come out <laughs> like a hobbit no. <laughs> like a dolphin yeah so yeah I'm trying to think what else well, um, when you're because obviously you are easy posing coaching as well like what's sort of like key things would you say that people are missing out on or not doing enough of do you think I think the thing I notice when I'm watching shows transitions the need to be seamless the need to be smooth when you're transitioning you know when girls turn from the front to the side and then maybe do like a cute little shoulder shrug and flick of the hair all that sets you apart from girls that are just going front side back like very robotic so make sure that your transitions are almost like little poses in themselves um yeah it just needs to be seamless and i think a lot of people think like i thought that as well oh well i've got a dance background so i don't need to practice as much yes you do because you can tell when you're watching a show like what you're saying, you can read on somebody's face if they're comfortable up there or not. And the judges read that. Yeah. So, yeah, the more you practice, the more confident you'll be because you know, I've got this, I've nailed it. And then whatever else happens, it's out of your control. But if you nail your poses, that is the difference between first and second place. Would you agree? Especially when, like, the standard is getting so much higher as well. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. See, if I went back to be a junior now, or if I went back to PCA now, I don't think I would stand a chance. They're absolute mountains. <laughs> they are shredders. I'm like, what the hell are you guys eating? <laughs> Nothing, that's the point. Or not yet. <laughs> oh, so funny. But no, that has been awesome. I haven't had someone that's come on that does the fitness fashion sort of element, but obviously you've got an awesome background as well. So thank you so much for coming on. And I'm so glad we finally got a freaking date and done and got it sorted. You know how this ends though. I've got to ask you what makes you not just a bikini girl apart from everything that you've just said. So I don't know if this is very interesting or not, but I, when I left school, I went on a vet course for a year and then decided that it wasn't for me like I could not put an animal down so but out of that course I got a dog grooming qualification you got a dog what grooming no way so I mean if anybody's got a poodle that needs a haircut send them my way <laughs> you're like oh you're like oh so what yeah is that actually quite hard to learn how to dog groom um I mean I took, you could take your own dog in and it was a Scotty dog that I had. So they're not really too hard. I think I made it easy for myself. But I mean, if you had a massive Alsatian, that would be a different story. But um, yeah, it comes in handy. When I've got friends that have got like cockapoos and stuff and they're like, could you come and trim my dog's feet? I'm like, yeah, no bother. <laughs> I never knew you did that. I love it. So no, vet, no veterinary goals for the future. 
no, I just, I love animals, but I like them when they're healthy. I don't think I could deal with seeing little sad old doggies. So that's why I decided this isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, that would be sad. That would be sad. But I love that. That's so cool. I didn't even know that either. Yeah. So, I hope you have all enjoyed the episode that we've just done. If you have, then do make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, tag us in anything on the stories. And also, I'm going to put all of the best details below so you can reach out to her because she's more than willing to help. So, thank you so much for coming on, Beth. And we'll see you on, we'll see you all on the next episode.